Yeah, so sun so the Sunday before the whole band thing, uh, my dad was still gonna go. And this time my friend Charles, his friend Mike, their friend Josh, Mike's mom ended up buying them tickets to go for Sunday. And then also two of my dad's friends that he worked with at Griffiths, uh, Dan and Joel, they were already at the event. So we all decided to join up to go Sunday because they wanted to, Joel and Joel and Dan really wanted to see Godsmack that was performing. And I think Megadeth. And so we all met up at Chris's house. He ended up dropping us off at the Mohawk Plaza after we waited for Mike's mom, which took fucking forever to get tickets for them. We're like, dude, we're going to miss out like on all these bands because <laughs> we're waiting for his mom. So we get to the plaza and we're there waiting for the bus. And then we overhear somebody saying like, hey, they're letting people go on to the base. Like you could go ahead and walk there. So my dad's like, you guys just want to walk there? Because it's literally like a, a mile, two mile, excuse me, two mile walk. So like, yeah, fuck it. We'll just go ahead and walk. Yeah, it's not too So far. when we get yeah, so when we get there, that's where we end up going in the north entrance, which is up by the camping ground. And when we get there, there's nobody there to check your tickets or your wristbands or to give you a wristband. Like, all of the security was already gone. So this was probably, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon already, and there was, like, no security. So when we were walking by the tent city, it literally looked like a tornado had gone by. Oh, like shit. all the tents. Yeah, there was like the tents were already like ravaged. There was trash completely everywhere. Like there was already trash everywhere when we got there Friday. So seeing the part of the tent city pretty much like destroyed and even some of the wall. And speaking of the wall, it was already people were already sneaking in Friday. Like they didn't have like a huge piece like knocked down to make it noticeable they had like part of the bottom plywood like kicked out so people were already sneaking in <laughs> friday to go to woodstock so here it is Sunday. Wait, so they didn't use like just the standard griffiths air force base wall that was there they had to build an additional wall well no they had the whole wall surrounded the whole site like the, but there wasn't... the woodstock wall that it says what yeah. it's called yeah uh... so they because you only had those two entrances, but since, again, it's there on that flight line, how long that distance is, there's not that much security like in between those um, entrances. So people were already like kicking out some of the bottom of the plywood and just sneaking in right there. Did they have designs on this entire wall, like the Woodstock logos and stuff? They did. I don't know if it was the entire wall. Cause I think the entire wall was like two, two and a half miles that surrounded it. But I know right there by the entrances, there was designs. Um, it said like Woodstock, peace, love music. I think there was stuff that was painted like for Jimi Hendrix and painted about the bands and just hippie shit, <laughs> you know, just painted all around. Man, I'm trying to see if I could find out how much it costs to produce. Oh, there it is. $38 million to produce Woodstock 99. Yeah. And, and I like bet I said, you at least two of those million were for the fence. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, for all that plywood and then the, the structure just to hold it up. That's just like 
it just boggles my mind that they would pet, put a fence up like that and expect people to stay out. It's not like nowadays well, where it's like if there's a fence, you definitely know you're not getting in. Yeah, because I know even at the original Woodstock, they had just a um a chain link that didn't keep people out. Yeah. So they tried to recreate that at '94, that didn't keep people out. So here they were thinking a 12 foot high wall was going to keep people out, and it didn't because, like Egg I said, no. there's certain yeah, there were certain parts because they were just kicking it from the opposite side, so the inside of it, so that way those from the outside could just whoop, just sneak right in. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be people that will find a way in. I mean, well, definitely pre-9-11, you know, it was a lot easier to do stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, sure. yeah, you can, you, good luck. I mean, it can be done, but screw that. I'm, I'm good on yeah, that. Yeah, because... Yeah, after we walked in, that's where we went over to the food tents, and we actually got something to eat there. And like, out of all the pictures that I lost, the third day were some of my best pictures because there was a picture of Charles and I. And I want to say we were there like eating our sandwich, but we had like this face, <laughs> like a look of disgust, just because of the smell of the porta bodies, because oh, it was in that. Yeah, because it was in that same area of the the blue porta potty guys, and of course there was trash everywhere. Uh, my dad was trying to look for a bandana from one of my uncles, so me, Charles, and the boys were hanging out by the body painting tent, <laughs> just seeing what was going on over there. You know, fifteen-year-old mm-hmm. <laughs> kids and younger. You know, and. I want to say Dan was wearing a poncho because the weather that day was kind of cloudy and some mud people had came by and they're giving people hugs and they got mad at Dan because he was wearing a poncho. And because when I saw my dad, he was, he had some mud on him. I was like, what happened? He's like, Oh, the mud people came up to me and hug, hugged me. Then they looked at Dan and they got pissed off at him because he was wearing a poncho. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, at least he got blessed by the mud people. Cause I got blessed by the mud people Friday when we were entering the crowd because they were throwing mud and I think my right shoulder got hit by mud. So that was my little blessing of the mud people right there. Nice. Yeah, it's... Man, the more and more I hear these experiences, dude, I'm just like so jealous. (laughs) Like, I know it sounds like to the listeners it's probably going to sound you know, like gross and stuff like that and oh, they'll yeah, probably sure. think well why would you want to do that it's like why wouldn't you want to do it you know it's just something yeah. that you know to see all these bands in the same place at the same exact time yeah obviously you're gonna you're gonna have to go through some shit but you know in the end it's worth it well that and then also at the time from what we know now you didn't know that was gonna happen then yeah you know so every time when people they they'll look at my Woodstock experience videos and like, man, how can you laugh about that or smile about that? It's like, dude, like I got to experience it. It's like there was no telling, all of that was literally gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the cool thing, man. You get you have that, you know, that experience that not too many people have, if any, you know, people that you know have. You know, oh you, yeah, for sure. You know, there you can't. Uh, what's it called? You know, maybe down the line, someday you will run into somebody and say, oh, you were at Woodstock 99, too? Yeah, dude, I was there, too. Let's talk about it. 
But for the normal person, it's like, oh, no, I saw Limp Bizkit when they went to Sacramento in, like, yeah. 2003, but, man, well, that, Woodstock sounds it's also, cool. <laughs> it's also different for people who aren't in the New York area, because I'm sure half of that population was there. So to hear somebody from Texas, like, yeah, I was at Woodstock, be like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, that was my first concert at 15 years old be like dude what how did you so, get like, there you hear that yeah so you hear that up in new york it's like oh yeah i was there too it's like eh, it's not the same that's why i <laughs> wish more people that actually did go to woodstock that were from out of state or out of that area would start making videos be like dude just tell us how your experience went it's like i was 15 i know there's plenty of people that are still alive that went to that oh you know even i wish more people that went to woodstock 94 and 69 would just make a video like dude tell us your experience how was the brown acid at 69 that <laughs> was real bad that made everybody trip like how was the rain at woodstock 94 that pretty much ruined their weekend but people still stayed there to see the bands and everything you know yeah yeah dude it was just all it all looked like such a great experience and the fact that you know we're about to start talking about sunday you know it just yeah <laughs> or the Sunday sets actually it you know it kind of makes me sad because I know that feeling of doing something for a few days for a weekend like say it's a weekend event and then getting to that final day you're just like I don't want to go because I don't want it to end you know yeah, for like, sure this is this is such a cool experience that you know I don't really want to end it I don't really want it to end you know like it when it when it comes to that day you know like the final day of an event the one thing that always comes into my mind is thinking the next day, like, Oh, none of this shit's going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like this is going to be completely cleaned up. Everything's going to be gone and it's going to be ready for the next thing. Yep. You know, and that's the way I always look at it. And it's like, Oh, it's sad. So, but you know, instead of, you know, continuing to be sad throughout the day, I'm just like, fuck it, you know, just enjoy it and mm -hmm. you know, see where it goes. And yeah, and, you know, especially with something like that, you don't know if anything like that's ever going to happen again. And no. it hasn't <laughs> exactly. You know, they were supposed to do it. What last year or two years ago with Woodstock 50. So. Yeah. And like they wanted to, but they, I don't know if they're just like, yeah, we're not going to risk it again. I think it was something about the guy pulled out like at the last second saying that he couldn't do it or something. And it's like, well, that sucks. Probably. Yeah. Michael Lang. If it, that's the only person I could think of because he's the one who did the Woodstocks ninety or sixty nine, ninety four, ninety nine. Yeah. Oh man. Well, let's get started on this one. You mistakenly told me that you saw Everlast, which you didn't. Yeah. Nope. And so <laughs> I was stuck watching that set, and I didn't find out until before the like set was the over. End that he told me that he didn't even watch them and me being a completionist, I have to finish it. Oh man. So since you made me suffer, let me make you suffer through my notes <laughs> in the end. You know? Yeah. If anybody knows who Everlast is, this is the way he sings, you know, this is how he sounded. And it just sounded so crappy. Uh, it's like a bluesy it's like a bluesy frog voice but bad you know patrick mahomes kind of has a froggy voice but i like his voice yeah but his is more of kermit yeah this guy's voice i can't stand it <laughs> i don't like it 
Um, yeah, Everlast is like Froggy from uh, The Little Rascals if he became a musician. Yeah, and if I recall, Everlast is one of the guys from House of Pain that tried to do his own thing yeah. and failed, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he was – I can't remember if he was – no, DJ Lethal was the DJ for them, right? Yeah, and he's the one that ended up if going to Limp Bizkit. Yeah, and look how that turned out, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. And then, yeah, Everlast tried to do his thing, and he had that one hit. Was it What It's Like or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's one you're talking about. Some acoustic hit, yeah. And then that was it. He was just like that one hit wonder. Yeah. And from the notes that I've written, that I wrote down on uh, during this <laughs> set, you can tell he wasn't too good. Let's see here. One of them was... This feels like a filler act. Was he good in 99? Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know. Let's see here. The band sounded good. Respect for covering Trouble Man, but his vocals were horrible. Uh, the DJ is way too bassy. Like, literally, you couldn't not hear the bass over the music. Uh, damn. Coming from the scratching. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, let's see here. He did a remix of something. I forgot what song it was. Yeah, I don't remember. But they did a remix of some song, and it just it sounded weird because the beat you couldn't figure out the beat until like maybe about a minute into the song. Jeez. Yeah, it just sounded super confusing. Uh, one of the weird things that I noticed that they that they had in the band is that they had a stand up bass. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't use a bass guitar. They had a stand-up bass, and huh. that was pretty cool. It was different. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Up, oh, yep, there's the note. Forgot about the songs he was known for. There it is, what it's like. Yeah, so it is what it's like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> see, the crowd didn't seem too into the set. Don't blame them. The band at the end sounded out of tune. And then my final note, just found out Justin didn't watch them. What a waste of time. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah. So we'll move on from Everlast and we'll move on to another person that I have never listened to any of their music other than a cameo appearance in Austin Powers. We're talking about Mr. Elvis Costello. I'm glad you remember that. I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, he does announce it. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis Costello and Burt mm. Baccarat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why I remembered it. And then I remembered, the, what do you get when you fall yeah. in love? Yeah, I was trying to remember what song it was. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, remember that. That's why you shagged me. That's right. Yeah, so as soon as he ran out, like, the one thing that I, you said that you came in and late or you saw the whole set? Yeah. No, it was like probably mid set or so because we were going over there, obviously to see the Chili Peppers. And, yeah, but even though we got to see all the the other two bands, well, including him, we was like, all right, you know, trying to get a good spot to see them. Yeah. So I noticed when he ran out on stage, this man like literally ran out, grabbed the plug, plugged in his guitar, and just went straight singing. No. Yeah, that and I liked. It was him and then a guy on the piano. Steve Naive. Yeah, and that like that's all he name. needed. And yeah. the crowd, they loved it. You know, yeah, it was... dude. That's that's the one thing that I love that about his set is that it was just the two of them. Yeah. And, it, and it was... if it wasn't the two of them, it was just him. Yeah. 
and let's see here the crowd seemed pretty uh they they seemed a little bit into it but the ones that were more into it were the hippies the drunks yeah for sure and or the ones on drugs that are just the old the old timers like oh elvis costello yeah those are the ones that i saw that they knew like they knew the songs a lot of younger the younger generation they didn't know the songs they were just they looked like they were using that time to rest yeah, pretty much. To chill. Uh, at this point, they started singing. He sang the song from Austin Powers. And I mm-hmm. love how he introed it. He's like, so has anybody seen any movies lately? And everybody <laughs> screamed, Austin Powers. And then he started singing yeah, the song. That, yeah, because that movie came out that year, that summer. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, at this point, I noticed the camera director loves fine-ass women. But he throws in some twos and threes to create a perfect balance. So at this point, I figured Thanos is the camera director. Let's see. He doesn't stop. He just kept playing. I noticed that. Like, he just kept moving. I mean, from the from the videos that I saw, it was just song after song after song. I don't know. Did he have any, like, did he have downtime between sets? Was he talking to? He might have to the crowd from what I remember remember but i think he was just one of those ones just all right next song next song yeah let's see yeah this part definitely caught me off guard is uh i i wanted to say a shout out to the cameraman because cameraman was doing a good job remember how there's that camera that was right there at the front of the stage it was on the track Oh, yeah, and they're yeah. using it to get those good close-up views of the singers. And right. so I guess the cameraman kept getting close to Elvis, and he didn't like it. Because uh, he straight up, like, he looked annoyed. And he told him, he was just all like, um, can you do me a favor and get out of my face so I can play the guitar? <laughs> uh, the true, true guitarist. And... <laughs> true musician. And my shout out to the cameraman is because he didn't move at all. He just stayed in his fucking face. Oh, geez. Uh, but you could tell that he was getting pissed. Like he was, he was legit getting mad and you know, it doesn't happen that often, but what, but with Elvis, yeah, he seemed like that kind of guy of you're distracting me, dude. Stop it. Like, I'm just trying to play my guitar, bro. (laughs) I mean, that would get annoying because you got to think most of the times when these musicians are performing, they don't have those cameras in their face like that. Yeah. So they're here at a big ass event being televised all over the world. Of course, they're going to get those cameras, you know, up in their face and they just want their space and everything. Mm -hmm. So I kind of felt bad for him. Um, I did feel bad for the cameraman. But then again, I was just like, well, he's doing his job. You yeah, know, right. he's got someone in his ear yelling at him. I don't give a fuck what yeah. Elvis says. Just right? stay in his yep. face. Stay on him. You know, they don't <laughs> they don't care. A song that he sang that I absolutely enjoyed was called Pump It Up. It seemed pretty cool. I think it was after the I think it was during the encore. I'm not sure. More titties. Uh, more people uh, from at, from this point I definitely saw that at, it was the biggest crowd so far 
Yeah. I think it's because everyone was getting ready for Jewel that was up next. Yeah. And not to mention the Sunday. It could have been for him. Yeah. I, I always notice that, like, for events and stuff, like, Friday's always, all right, there's some people here. Cool. Saturday, yeah. oh, there's a little bit more people. That's cool. Sunday, holy fuck, where did all these people come from? Yeah. And it's always like that with, with some events. Let's see. After I noticed the crowd, there were some man titties. I saw the man titties. <laughs> and that was it for Elvis Costello's set, which, honestly, it wasn't that bad at all. I thought it was actually pretty damn impressive. Yeah, like I said, for him and the guy on the piano and even just him solo on the guitar, like I said, I think it really helped out with the crowd, you know, especially from how Saturday night was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, they man. needed they they needed to be tamed down some yeah. but even like with brian setzer i wish i could have seen him because he sings that uh was it uh stray cat strut and rock this town he's like that old he's into like that 1950s kind of like rockabilly music oh, and okay. stuff like him yeah like him i think he would have been amazing to see and if i'm not mistaken i think the guitar that elvis costello is using is actually one of brian's like something happened to his and he needed a guitar at the last minute. And Brian was like, dude, use mine. Oh, is that why he switched the guitar out? That's cool. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think something was up with his. Like, he just didn't bring a backup or, I don't know, some shit happened to his. Uh, yeah, I definitely noticed that. Let's see. Yeah, now we're moving on to the next one, which is Jewel. And this actually surprised me. I did not know Jewel was at Woodstock. Yeah. That one threw me off. So when... When I when I saw that, you know, you saw Jewel and that she was on the set list, uh, I got a little excited because I kind of like Jewel. You know, she has. Yeah, I always like her. She has some good music. She's a good uh, she's mm-hmm. a good musician. She's a good guitarist. And so, you know, I thought this one was a fucking treat. And. What's it called? Yeah, her voice is just something that I've always loved. I I love the way she sounds. The band flowed really well during yeah. this set. It, it was it was fucking good. The guitarist that they had, well, actually both of them. I think they were there was two of them. They had the, yeah, the so. rhythm guitarist and the lead guitarist, but they were both you know they were both fucking trading solos and they both sounded fucking dope. And then every now and then she would play guitar on some songs. Yeah. Yeah, because I think she's been around since like 96, 97 or so. Because I remember a lot of people like, oh, yeah, she's from Alaska. She's like the first Alaskan rock star or something like that. But she's just a cutie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel that, sir. I feel that definitely. Uh, I love that. I don't know if it was that she had the wrong song on her set list, but they started I guess they were going to play a different song and then they had to switch back to a different one. Uh, she wanted well, to play a, a new song off of her. Well, at the top, excuse me, at the time she wanted to play a new song, but then they played a uh-huh. different song. Well, that, and I also know she got not mad at the crowd, but they weren't into whatever song she was trying to sing. So yeah, let's, let's try that one over. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever song it was though. But yeah, like she was amazing to see. I'm trying to, th- I know it rained during her set. Yeah, I saw that because she put her hat. Uh, they the guitarist gave her her his hat. Yeah, and uh, where we because where we were at, 
when you look at the picture of Kid Rock there to the left of the stage where you could actually see him, we were kind of standing around right there because right behind us was the MTV stand. So that's where the MTV was doing their like live from Woodstock updates and like Carson Daly would be there and whoever else and they would interview people from the bands or whatever. So we were standing right there, but they weren't using it in production. I don't know if they're doing more behind the scenes stuff, like in the backstage or what. So we were standing over there and um yeah, when the rain started to come down we were just looking for something to cover ourselves with. So my dad, he ended up finding a tarp. And when he found the tarp, we all got underneath of it. And then he starts smelling. And he's like, oh, shit. He's like, this is covered with pee. <laughs> so we ended up, <laughs> ended up throwing the tarp down. I ended up finding an empty pizza box. So I used that just to shield myself because I had my camera around my neck the whole weekend. So like after that very last day, I had this ring around my neck because I got sunburnt on the back of my neck, but you could see the ring from the string from the camera. Yeah. So I, yeah, I had the pizza box, Dan, he was fine because he had his poncho, Joel, he didn't give a shit because he's like, dude, it's just water, you know, whatnot. So yeah, it rained during that, during her set just for a little bit, but like, during that time, like some of the stuff I saw, there was like some guys walking around with like half watermelons as like hats that they were wearing. They just walked on by. So like that was a picture I had taken. There was this guy that was passed out in front of us and people started to put trash all around him. <laughs> and somebody had a sign that said, I love Carson Daly. So they put that next to him. So people started to take pictures of him, started taking pictures next to him. And then finally, like the guy woke up and he just saw like this mountain of like trash that surrounded his body. And he was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> he woke up from that. So I want to say during this time, Mike, he had to pee. And we all suggested to him, we're like, dude, go on the wall. Because the wall wasn't that far away from us. We're like, dude, just go up to the wall. Like, there's plenty of, like, dudes just peeing on the wall. Like, that's all it is, is just pee. And we were trying to give him the warning of not going to the porta potty because I think my dad tried to do that. And then he just saw that it was just, just disgusting, like, overfilling and everything. And just poop just, like, everywhere. So he's like, yeah, fuck that. Like, I'm just going to go on the wall. Ugh. But Mike, he was just... He just really wanted to go in the porta potty. I don't know why. <laughs> so that was the only things that happened during that. And I think that was around the time when Dan and Joel ended up leaving because on the screen after Jewel, it was showing that Collective Soul was going to be performing over on the West stage. And like I said, originally they were supposed to perform what was it, Saturday? But they ended up switching spots with Ice Cube. So Ice Cube performed Saturday, and Collective Soul performed uh, before Godsmack on Sunday. So that was the last time we saw Dan and Joel that night. So we just ended up splitting ways because they ended up, I think, yeah, staying for uh, Collective Soul, Godsmack, and then Megadeth, and we just stayed there on the East stage so we could see the Chili Peppers close out that stage. Yeah. I did notice at this point, like, the crowd was really into into Jewel. 
there's like yeah. a lot of background like a lot of background noise like a lot of like metal clanging like there was a I'm lot of to noise th- i'm trying to think if that's where they were um putting down the banners on the sides of the stage because of it being raining and i think it was a little windy so I think they just didn't want the stage to collapse, so they were lowering down those banners. Ah, okay. See, at that point, I thought they were like people were like disassembling the stage or something like that, or throwing Being shit. Being kind of, no, I think they were kind of, but it was just to lower the banners because, like I said, that's what sucks. Because my third day pitchers ended up getting lost, and that's like I said, those were like the best pitchers that I had. So, like on one of those, the only banners that were up was the top where it said Woodstock 99 uh-huh. and then everything else was just like a skeletal structure because those banners were put down because they were afraid of any uh, wind gusts that it was going to knock the stage over or something. Ah, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Let's see. So we got so your metal clanging. I noticed there was a girl dancing around with toilet paper. (laughs) Toilet (laughs) paper was being thrown around in the crowd. And then there was a giant inflatable dick in the crowd. I'm sure there was. There there was a lot of that during Metallica. Like there was blow up dolls. There was a blow up shark. It's probably the same blow up dick <laughs> that, that we ended up seeing. Like Metallica was a crazy night. Like even though you think, oh yeah, hard rock, but just being in that crowd. Oh yeah, it's like something even, else. There's a yeah, there's a picture that I had taken where um there's a blow up doll and then like maybe five feet in front of the blow up doll, like there's an actual blonde that's topless. <laughs> so it's like you see the blonde and then the, the blow up doll, and it's like, yeah, that sums up some of the blow up <laughs> shit that was going, that was going on yeah man. And i think there was like a bunch of beach balls that night that were thrown during metallica but yeah it doesn't surprise me if there was a, a blow up dick during jewel i just saw it during the jewel set and i was all like really during jewel y'all can't hold up <laughs> couldn't hold on to it until at least creed yeah right it's like jewel's innocent leave her alone <laughs> yeah but uh after that i noticed that i don't know she was just she was just doing pretty cool. She was doing pretty good. You know, she was singing. She was playing the guitar. Uh, I forgot about scat singing until she started doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her vocal range is dope. Like, the fact that the guitarist was matching her note for note when they were when she was singing and then the guitarist was soloing and just repeating everything that she was singing but on the guitar, that I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, and One then... thing that I liked too was um, she was one of the rare ones besides Metallica that I know of that actually did an encore because she came back on and did that Angels Standing By song. Yeah, and then she did the weird yodeling. Yeah, and I was going to say that's what kind of killed it a little bit was the yodeling because like, I love that song Angels Standing By. And so I thought it was cool. It was just her and her guitar. And then all of a sudden she starts to yodel. I was like, Really, Jewel? Like, you couldn't do that, like, in the middle of your set or something. But I guess in a way, like, that was her way of just signing off. So it's like, okay. I didn't even know her yodeling was a thing. 
Apparently, I yeah. think that was one of the things she learned to do when she was living in Alaska was yodel. It's like, oh. I know I didn't know Eskimos yodel. Yeah, me neither. This is news to me. <laughs> you had it first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. Eskimos love to yodel. <laughs> yep. So the next set that we have is probably one of the most underwhelming sets that I saw. Oh, dude, by far. And uh, it's Creed. We're not going to give them a huge intro. Uh, my first note was forewarned. Bailey said they suck. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, people may bash on this. Like, oh, Creed was good. This is Creed before, like, 2001 Creed, where they had higher, my sacrifice, bullets. Like, I'll give credit. Like, that album that has all those songs, that's actually good shit. Yeah. Like especially with WWE because they use my sacrifice in so many promo videos and when someone was gonna like injured they would play that song, My Sacrifice. And I remember hearing bullets on the radio being like, dude, this fu- fucking song kicks ass. And then they were like, Creed with bullets. You just heard it live. I was like, No. That can't be Creed. <laughs> I was like, that can't be the same band that I saw at Woodstock. Cause I was like where the fuck was this music? Like, had they played those songs at Woodstock, I would have loved their set so much more better. Yeah. But yeah, they were just, it was pre-Rock Creed. This is 1999 Creed. And like, we were just sitting there like playing with the grass, bored, <laughs> like twiddling our thumbs, just like, uh, is it time for the Chili Peppers yet? It's like, come on, like this band sucks. Oh, I would have been the same way, man. You know, like when you told me that they sucked, I was just like, oh crap. So this is <laughs> yeah. this is pre the good songs Creed. You know, like yeah. the yeah. one. And it's true. What is it? That one song that opened up the uh, what was it? The Scream Three soundtrack. What if? by creed oh yeah 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 i love that song dude and and yeah i I thought they were gonna play that in there and i was all like wait scream 3 came out way after that from what i remember i don't think scream 3 came out around that time i think it came out way after that and so i was like okay well i guess they're not gonna play that song and then they didn't play any of the songs we knew like i was waiting for the well i just heard the yeah, news exactly. today you know like yeah. i wanted to fucking cry and it's yeah. like yeah exactly and they played arms wide open yeah that's right that was the other one you know you and know, but and there was nothing everything like, none was of that after. yeah so like what saved it was robbie krieger from the doors yep. performing uh roadhouse blues and then they did uh riders on the storm and then i think they played like one or two more of their regular songs without robbie but yeah, because I'm a huge Doors fan, so like that's as close as I'll ever get to see the Doors. So it was really cool to see Robbie Krieger, and then just hearing Roadhouse Blues, and then what was, excuse me, what was cool was he was wearing an Undertaker T-shirt. Yeah, I, I had that, <laughs> so it's like, that definitely yeah. popped me. Yeah, so it's like fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I did like the uh, the Riders on the Storm cover. I thought that one was good. Yeah. You know, they did good on that one. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, everything else sucked. The guitarists, they yeah. have no reason to be singing. They suck. Yeah, um, I can Tremonti, I think his name is Jeff Tremonti or something like that. I mean, like I said, at the time, they sucked. But now, like, of course, they've aged and their music has aged. It's like, yeah, they're better now. Even Tremonti has his own band. And I think Van Halen's son 
plays with that band on bass. So it's just like, all right, it's cool to see where they are now. But then it's like, dude, you guys are garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was just like super hot garbage. I noticed everybody was just standing around. Yeah. You know, there was no action in the crowd. And I don't know. I was just looking over, looking forward for that to that set being over. You know, like I yeah, just wanted it, was, it to be done. Yeah, it was definitely a buzz kill. And so it was like, thank God for the chili peppers are next. That's what I was about to say. You know, we we <laughs> had to we had to wade through the shit waters. Well, you literally. And yeah, so nope. we're finally getting to what I I pretty much think should have probably been the closer of the weekend. I don't know if it was, probably wasn't. They were for the East Stage and um Megadeth was the closer for the West. And I think Megadeth ended just a little bit earlier than the Chili Peppers because they were supposed to have been that um, Jimi Hendrix tribute Okay. right after the Chili Peppers. Yeah, so Red Hot Chili Peppers, is uh, they're up next. This is the last set that Justin saw. Yep. Uh, and we were welcomed by Flea jumping up and down naked. <laughs> yep. His birthday suit. You which I guess is a common thing that he does that all the time or it's just normal for him to do that. And I did research to find out if he was on drugs or anything, and apparently he was sober. Yeah, it's just flea being flea. Like at ninety four when they came out, they were dressed up as light bulbs. So they performed Give It Away and they only did it in that one song. Yeah. And that's actually when when Dave Navarro had joined the group and he said he hated having to wear that light bulb suit because you could barely turn your head. Like it was like the original Batman suit with Michael Keaton. Like you, you had to turn your whole body just to look to the left or the right. You know, you couldn't physically turn your head. Yeah. And um, yeah, that one, he was clothed at 94 <laughs> when the chili peppers <laughs> played. But yeah, when flea came out, butt naked, because after Creed, we told my dad, we're like, hey, we're going to try to get a little bit lower into the crowd. So he's like, yeah, that's cool. It's like, just come back to me once the show's over. Like, yeah, we will. So we got maybe like 20 yards further into the crowd, you know, or so from where my dad was. And yeah, so when Flea came out, um, yeah, and he said he came out all butt naked, shaking his dick around, just being Flea being happy. And he starts playing his bass and he's doing the intro to Around the World. Well, the thing that's weird with the audio is the only way I could describe it is like when you have headphones on and you plug it into the jack and it's not in all the way and you can slightly hear the music, but not all the way. Ah, yes. That's how the music sounded. So like some people were kind of like booing because like we're like, dude, we could barely hear the music. So when they... The part of the song where it kind of does the intro again, where it's like -na 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 -na, like that, and you hear the crowd explode, mm. the sound like just clicked on right there, and it was just full blast. I noticed that it was you... like um, it was the same thing at the it was at the beginning of the song and in the middle of the song. Yeah, like when the guitarist would come in and do the you know the you know it would cut out. It was like cutting in and out, and I was all like, wait, yeah. I don't think he's fucking up, you know, nah, like there's something yeah. going on. And then yeah. I noticed at the third one where, where they did the song, like that's yeah. where everybody started going fucking crazy. Yep. And yep. then uh, <laughs> after that, like, I think the set was like 100% perfect. 
Like, Pretty wait, <laughs> and Anthony Kiedis was saying something like how they were calling it audible. Yeah. So like I think some of the songs they're just like, or let's play this one, or they just waited till somebody played an intro, like okay, that's what we're playing. Yeah. I think that's cool. I love I love when bands do that. Um, who did that? That I went to go see them. Mike Shinoda. Oh yeah. So when he was doing his solo tour back in uh, what was it, twenty sixteen <laughs> or twenty seventeen. He uh, he never had a set list. Oh, wow. What he did was, you know what? I'm going to play all the songs that everybody likes, or I'm just going to play what I feel. You know, he has yeah. all of his songs loaded up on his laptop, and he just picks the songs, and they go from there. And he'll even ask the crowd. He'll be like, oh, well, what do you guys want to hear? <laughs> and then, we'll, you know, the crowd tells him or whatever. He picks the song, and then instantly he'll play it. Like, you can come up with like some kind of Lincoln Park C track. And if he's right. feeling it that night, fuck yeah, I'll play it. That's crazy. You know, and I love bands that do that where you know like they know their music, they know their shit. They don't they're not afraid to deviate from a set list where they're just like, "You know yeah. what? I don't feel like playing this song right now. I feel like we need to do this because of this vibe." What's well, like with um Primus, I've seen them 5 times. Mm. And they're one of those bands where they just love to jam out. So of course, like their song will be four minutes long. It ends up being like a ten minute song because they're just they're just there just jamming. So they're definitely one of those jam bands if you ever check them out. Or if anybody's that's listening has never seen Primus, get be prepared because <laughs> they just love to jam to their music. Yeah. One thing I I definitely noticed this was Prime Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like I would, yeah, I would agree with it because Californication just came out. Yep. John Frusciante had just came back to the band like the year before to record uh, Californication. So seeing them with John was definitely a special treat because I guess that '94, Dave Navarro was with them because they already kicked John out. So it's cool that it went back to a circle where like, right, cool, John's back with the band. Yeah, man, I was. <laughs> It was just for me. It was just hit after hit, you know. And pretty much, you can literally play the entire Californication album from start to finish, and that could be a fucking show right there. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I love that album. That was the album that made me fall in love with Red Hot Chili Peppers. That one, Stadium, Arcadium, just like everything that pretty much came out after that is the stuff that I loved. And I remember you and I were really big on uh, what was the song for Beavis and Butthead. It was uh, the Love of Roller Coaster yeah. cover that they did. Yeah, that one was dope. But, but what got me into the Chili Peppers was actually Coneheads with Soul to Squeeze. Oh, that's right. So that's when I, I started getting into Chili Peppers. So like when um the Blood Sugar Sex Magic album came out. So yeah, I would give it away under the bridge. Mm. Those songs, but definitely when Soul to Squeeze came out for... The Coneheads album, that's where, yeah, that's why they're, like, on my top five all-time favorite bands. Yeah. See, I didn't appreciate them when I was younger. See, I started listening to Guns N' Roses back in 1991. I had had no reason to be listening to Guns N' Roses (laughs) when we were, like, what, six, seven years old? Yeah, about seven. And so I had the bootleg tape that we bought at some flea market in El Salvador. 
right? And so I was listening to Use Your Illusion 1, the one that had November Rain on it, and I just kept playing November Rain on repeat. And so, um, like, I didn't get to listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, I knew who they were. I knew the music that they made. I just didn't. They didn't interest me at the time. And so when Californication came out and the first time I ever heard Scar Tissue, that was the song. That was the song that did it for me. Dude, I love that music video, though, where yeah. they're all sitting like in that beat up car and they're all beat up and just driving in the middle of the desert. That's probably like one of my favorite all time music videos. Yeah, dude. And then just that CD, like I said, you know, you got what? Other Side. You got uh, fucking... God, I can't road even tripping, Californication. Like damn near half the albums on the on on what been around the world. You know, yeah. They had so many good songs on that CD. Like pretty much that whole set that they did was pretty much that CD because, yep. like I said, it just came out. And then and the the, few, the quality from the stuff. band, dude, it sounded exactly like the CD. Yeah. Like everything sounded perfect. Like I like you said, you know, when the sound kicked on. It just didn't turn off from there. Like they were just right. spot on. <laughs> they they kept fucking playing and and it just sounded great. Everything was dope. Uh, the guitarist who you say what would you say his name was? John. John. So his backup vocals and his ad lib vocals, amazing. Mm-hmm. Fucking well, that, amazing. And I liked his I liked his little cover of a tiny dancer. Yes, that he does. I was about to get to that. <laughs> yeah, he just did that out of the blue. And then I can't remember what song to go into, but I thought it was cool that he just sung like a little, a verse and a chorus of that. And that's all it took. Like, I like when bands do little teases like that. It's like, oh, that was cool when he did that. Heck yeah. <laughs> and Flea's, uh, his fingers, they're fucking nuts. Just seeing yeah. the way that he plays the bass. Like, mm-hmm. damn, I can, I, I don't even know how you can fucking do that. Like obviously I, years and years and years of practice, but I know he said at one of his shows before doing like the slap bass with his thumb or something, he ended up having like a a big hole in his thumb that went to his bone, and they ended up just like super gluing like the skin together, and then they just went back out on stage and same thing just continued on with the show. Holy it's like shit. fucking a right, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's like, can you just give me a pick, man? Because my thumb hurts. Yeah. That or, well, like, even when I play guitar, I try using a pick, but with certain songs, I just end up using my nail on my uh, index finger. And that's the thing. I can't I can't use fingers on a guitar. I, I always use a pick. But then again, I've always just played on electrics for the last few years. So it's, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. I, I need to go back to an acoustic. I need to buy an acoustic. Well, yeah, with electric, I got to use a pick. But with acoustic... I, don't, I think it just varies on the song that I'm going to play. Nah. Um, but, uh. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say with the Chili Peppers, though, I don't think you heard it with um, Suck My Kiss. Did you hear anything before that? What do you mean? Like, did you hear in an announcement or anything, or did it just go right into the song? I think there was, but I didn't really hear it. <laughs> so here's what happened right before they perform Suck my kiss anthony he gets on the microphone and he's talking about 
Woodstock, like how there's so many traditions, like about people getting high, uh, the mud people, um, people having sex, just naming off all these traditions. So he said he wants to create a new tradition at Woodstock. The f <laughs> he said for every female that's out there menstruating on a tampon, he wants them to reach down below and toss it up on the stage while they're playing the next song. And he's like, I mean it. And so the next song they end up playing ends up being Suck My Kiss. Hmm. So <laughs> after he says that, Charles is standing there next to me. He's all telling me to look down at his foot. So I like, I look down. I don't see nothing. He's like, dude, look down at my foot. I look again. I'm like, what? Like, I don't see anything. He's like, look at my other foot. I looked down at his foot, and there's like a pad just <laughs> right oh, there God. next to his foot. Yeah, and I was like, what? So we end up just like walking like 15 feet further down into the crowd like we were able to, though. But like, yeah, after Anthony Kiedis said that, if you try to watch that video again, you'll actually see things like being tossed, whether oh. they're tampons or not. But wow. yeah, but like at the end of the Chili Pepper set, when we met out with my dad, he was like, that was gross. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because it was like seven songs later, you know, whatever. He's like, oh, what he said about the whole thing with the tampon and just like the Rage Against the Machine thing with the flag being on fire. I'm like <laughs> shrugging. I'm like, Dad, sorry. Like, that's I don't control the it's rock and roll, so, Dad. Yeah, it's, but it was just, it was pretty gross. I was like, dude, he had to have been high or something to fucking say that you know it's like it was just so fucking disgusting yeah i did <laughs> notice that this time like around this same time period uh they just showed the first bonfire in the crowd yeah i think it was i know i kind of recall seeing it though later when they were doing under the bridge because how there was that Resource resourcefulness of the candles that you see during the under the bridge. I heard about that. I heard about the candles. When, yeah, because when we were not where they do the tickets at the uh, the security at the gate, but I guess we were already in. There were like protesters or whatever for like anti guns or whatever. They were handing out candles like, hey, you know when the Chili Peppers perform tonight. During under the bridge, it'd be cool if you guys could light these candles. And we're like, yeah, no thanks. So like, they were literally these people just handing out candles. And so that was, of course, they did light it during under the bridge. What looked really, really cool because that's all you saw was just these candles just lit up. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a sea of candles just up in the air and everybody singing to under the bridge and everything. And I think around that time. That's where I remember looking at the screen to seeing like a bonfire. It's like, all right, cool. There's a bonfire. And then once they started to sing me and my friends, that's where you see a few more. It's like, okay, something's up. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember the comment where he said, holy shit, it's apocalypse now out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he came back after they were, I guess they were told to get off stage at that moment. Like, uh, John Sher, John Shear, real, real New Yorker guy. You could definitely tell with his accent, either New York or Jersey. He's from one of those places, but he comes onto the stage. He's like, hey, guys, you know, calm down. Be cool. Take it easy. Like, if you look behind you, you see there's some fires. 
definitely not part of the show. Like, um, we call the fire department. The Rome fire department's going to be on their way here. If you see the trucks, let them through. Don't stand in the way. Like, Chili Peppers will come back on the stage, but, you know, just keep it cool. It's not part of the show. Just remain calm. All, like, 100,000 people of y'all, because, yeah, from the estimated total, they said that there was, like, three to, like, 500,000 people there. Fuck. So, yeah, that whole weekend was just packed with people. So, of course, yeah, they get back on stage. Yeah, Anthony Key just described it as, like, a scene from Apocalypse Now. I mean, I can't imagine how it looked from his view. Yeah, because he could see everything. Crowd. Yeah, he could look over everything, and especially even looking past the Alamo he could see everything behind there. So for him to see all that and just from what we were able to see from the screens, I mean, yeah, we could look over to the right, but still you got to think you're at height level and everybody else around you is different heights too. Yeah. So they, they did uh, what was it? Sir psycho sexy. And then, yeah, they did play fire by Jimi Hendrix, but later on that's where they were saying that Jimi Hendrix sister was there for the tribute and she knew that they played fire before and just thought it would be a fitting tribute and ironically at a wrong time <laughs> with actual fires going on yeah for them to, for them to play that song so that's another song that i think was fitting for them to play but had they not played it the weekend might have played out just a little different had they played something else kind of like with limp biscuit had they not played break stuff maybe their set might have not have been as remembered or blamed for for the riots and stuff like that. So now my question is, did they plan to originally cover fire or did they do it because they saw all the fires? No, I think they only did it because his sister had asked. Oh, okay. Because because I think when they got off the stage, she knew, okay, here's my chance. Since they're playing Audible, they're just making up their set list as they go. Let me see if they'll play this, you know, in remembrance for my brother. Ah. So, like, in a way, it was fitting. That's why I think you hear Flea saying, you want to do it? You want to do it? You know, fuck yeah. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, it, it, in a way, it, it was fitting for them to play that song, Fire. And if you hear them playing, they're playing it, like, at a super fast tempo. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. You know, but once again, it, 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 it brought me back to Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's duck because it just you know like all of a sudden the music just appeared and all I heard was oh tree <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah that's my little sidetrack sorry I just always think of that every time I hear that song I think of Cassandra 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 <laughs> Yeah, let's not get into that. We're almost done here. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an hour later. Oh, like, oh yeah, we're supposed sorry. to end this. <laughs> Wrong wedding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's see here. Uh, I noticed that a fan jumped on stage and was dancing around. Totally looked like DJ yeah. Qualls. <laughs> yeah, right? And I yeah, thought it was that. him. You know, it would it wouldn't have surprised me. I was all like, "Oh, well, remember they had a big thing with Creed in in the new guy, and it came out around that eight that time." Maybe. Yeah, when did the new guy came out? Because I know Road Trip was like ninety eight, ninety nine. So that's that's the only thing I could think of. Uh, let's see here. Let's bring up the good old Google machine. 
No, it would have been too early. It came out in 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, it only would have been Road Trip, but if anybody would have really remembered him from that. If anybody or, remembers or the, a movie that came out in the 90s, it was called Road Trip. But even with Road Trip, I think that was, that might have been 2000, to be honest. Maybe. It sounds like it. <laughs> you had Road Trip, and then you had. I don't know, American Pie. All those movies started coming out at the same time. Yeah. Anything with Tom yeah. Green or... 2000. Road Trip was 2000. Oh, 2000. Yeah, because American Pie, I know that was 99 for sure. Yeah. Let's see. I'm seeing if I have anything left for Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, just like I said, fire and automatically thought of Wayne's World. Uh, and it was a nice close to the set. And as always, man, Red Hot Chili Peppers just fucking killed it. Yeah, like I said, they did. Like, they were on for maybe like an hour and a half or so. And then once they were done, the Jimmy had to distribute. All it was was they brought down a screen and they played him the clip of him playing the Star Spangled Banner from Woodstock 69. So they had that going off, and then they had, like, a bunch of lasers going on. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Oh, so you did see it. Yeah, I did so see it. Showed... Yeah, it was like a laser, yeah. like a 3D laser tribute or something like that of him playing his guitar. Yeah, and then it showed, like, an outline of him, and then it showed it just, like, rising up to heaven. And oh. then it said, like, peace. It said, like, peace, love, goodbye. And everybody was like, wait, that's it? <laughs> like, no fireworks or anything to go off because there was a rumor going around the whole weekend that at the tribute that there was going to be like a surprise band i know some people on my youtube channels like oh, i don't remember that that's why it's a fucking rumor that yeah. there was going to be like there was a rumor that someone saw prince rehearsing somewhere or that bruce springsteen was going to be there or that Aerosmith actually was going to show up and perform or even the rolling stones like that's why the rumors yeah. So all of that was all of that was being tossed around and so yeah, like that was it. So we met we met up with my dad, he was back where he was, and like I said, he was all disgusted about the tampon thing. <laughs> and they were like, All right, you ready to go? And as we were about to leave, Charles's mom, his sister Megan, and one of her friends ended up finding us right there at the East Stage. Oh, Just dang. out of the fuck out of the fucking blue. And we're all like, what the? We're like, what are you guys doing here? We're like, how did you find us? It was literally, they literally found a needle in a haystack. To this day, it still boggles my mind that they were able to find us. And for the longest time, I had no idea why they were there. Because it wouldn't make sense if you saw fires. Oh, let me go to Woodstock and find my kids. It's like, no, like that's gonna be impossible but they did it not because of the fires but i asked megan i think a couple years ago i was like why did you and your mom go out there and she said something like her mom saw it on the tv and was just curious to see what it looked like i guess because since chris got to go saturday night her husband she just wanted to go sunday night and see what everything was going the night that she ends up going that's when the fires and everything starts happening so I know early in the day, my dad and I, we got our picture in front of the stage. 
And then that night, we all of us, we got our picture in front of the stage when the Chili Peppers ended, obviously, and after the Jimi Hendrix tribute. So when we started leaving, yeah, we saw a lot of the fires being built and just growing. Um, there wasn't really nothing chaotic that was going on. It was, in a way, it was kind of like a calm thing that was just, you could tell it was brewing, you know? Yeah. But, like, nothing was as chaotic as it was until later. And so when we were leaving, instead of going out the south gate, we ended up going down where the west stage was. We're like, well, let's walk down this way. Either way, it's going to lead us back to Rome. So um, we head over to the west stage, completely empty. I mean, there was a couple people there, but, like, Megadeth was already off the stage. And over there, there was part of the Woodstock wall. So I ended up taking kind of like a splinter piece of a wall. So it wasn't like a real big physical piece, but it was still just like a splinter piece. And then Charles, he ended up getting one of the, <laughs> one of the plywoods, putting it up against one of the, the concrete stone things and ended up doing like an elbow drop from it. Oh, and like my <laughs> So like my, my dad and uh, Cindy, they all got mad at him for doing that. And like, somebody was like yelling out like cactus Jack, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> it was just Charles is being Charles, you know, I guess that was his negative energy. He wanted to get out. And so we were leaving and along the way, you could see some of the cars were leaving. Some of the fire trucks are trying to make their way onto the base. And one of the cool things was, is there was this car and all over it, like in white, like the, whatever they use for the cars for like the windows, they had that all over the vehicle. And I guess it was just like all the bands that they planned on seeing. And they were there just playing, I think like Kid Rock or Limp Bizkit or something. So it was cool. We walked past them and we're like, yeah. So we end up walking into the Mohawk Plaza, two Dunkin' Donuts, called up Chris. He came to pick us all up. We ended up like buying <laughs> like a couple dozen donuts to take with us. And... We got dropped off at Lucy's house at the Colognes. And we when we walked in, like my mom and Lucy and Angel were just like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> and we're like <laughs> we're like, What? They're like, You don't see what's going on? We're like, Well, we walked to the Mohawk Plaza, then Chris picked us up. We're like, we're like, What's going on? Then we see there on the news, that's where it got worse. So that's where the fires were bigger. They were knocking down the speaker towers. Um they were setting 18-wheeler, like, trailers on fire. Anything that could be set on fire was set on fire, except for the stages. I thought it was cool that they didn't set the stages on fire. They were just doing everything that was in the middle, which was, like, the the food tents, the merchandise tents. Of course, all the trash that was all laying around, like, that was fuel. Even though it did rain, still got all that trash that was everywhere. So, yeah, yeah it looked pretty bad once we got back to the house and then it was like the next day just seeing it was weird because like the next day it was all like overcast and gray so it, it kind of fit the setting for the day after that event you know because even though it did rain on sunday a little bit during joel it was still sunny during creed the chili peppers had that nice setting but the next day it was just nothing but gray and that's what every single news channel newspaper was i think on one of the front papers 
it showed a girl reaching into an ATM machine and her face was looking right at the camera and there she is on the front page. <laughs> so it's just like, Jeez. damn. Like, I think she got arrested because of that. Like, they found out who she was and like, yeah, you're stealing money. Like, no matter what, that's still like a, a criminal thing. You oh, know, yeah. you're stealing from Absolutely. an ATM machine. Yeah, so like that next day, it was just like, holy crap, you know? And I we ended up going to Eckerd's and I got my film developed. And when I got my film developed, I ended up hiding the nudie pics that I had taken like, <laughs> Thomas pictures. So I made sure to do that quickly. And then Lucy, she's like, "Hey, right, Justin, where are the pictures at? I was like, I showed you the pictures. Like, nah, where are the other pictures at? Like, we know you took some, you know? So I was like, all right. So I ended up showing them. And they're like, yeah, we figured you were going to take some. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean. 15 years old you know it's part of the experience you know what literally <laughs> when in rome exactly you know and then just it's it's history you know like that with everything though but yeah that ended the night was just us walking back and like i said it just wasn't that bad when we were leaving until we got to lucy's house and we walked in and we saw everything that was going on on the news but yeah so it's it's just still funny to this day, how people say Limp Biscuit caused all the fires Sunday night. Limp Biscuit performed Saturday. Mm-hmm. There's no way that people are gonna carry aggression from Saturday night to Sunday and be like, okay, let's go ahead and let's do that break stuff rage, you know, Sunday night. And then they were trying to say that the chili peppers caused it by performing fire when you even said so yourself earlier in the set. You could already see fires happening. Yeah. Like it was just the cost of water. Like I said, a 20 ounce bottle of water was like eight to 10 bucks. I know a lot of people say it was four. Maybe it was four, but at the other parts that I kept looking at, it was like eight to $10. The food was super pricey. Um, just the fact, I mean, even though it's July, but New York had that random ass heat wave. Didn't help it at all. They said that there was water for free but the people that were there the crowd they ended up breaking like the pipe thing for it so that's what created the mud coincidentally enough it was over by the porta potties yeah so just (laughs) of course i don't know yeah i mean the overall experience that i had was just a blast nothing will ever touch that experience again yeah you know just especially at 15 years old um Honestly, being able to say, yeah, I went to Woodstock with my dad. You know, he joined me for Saturday and Sunday. So it was cool that he and I could talk about that for the rest of our lives and everything. Yeah, dude. And that, was the, was... that was the one thing. Like, I knew that you went to Woodstock with your dad. Now, yeah. I didn't know that you went with other people, too. So that was yep. all new to me. <laughs> and yeah. uh, did, did Barbara go on Sunday or she ended up opting out nope. of Sunday? Yeah, she just opted out right after when we saw Kid Rock. And yeah, because Saturday was a hot ass day. I wish there was a way that I could actually find out what the temperature was that weekend. Because, like I said, you got to think there's oh, hundreds we can. of thousands of people. Oh, we can. I will right, find you it. You, it go ahead, you go ahead and keep talking. Oh, I will find it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, the 23rd was a Friday, and then the 25th was the Sunday. But yeah, I mean, just have been all those people, the fact that it was on a former flight line, there are no trees, so there's no shade. 
it's just a bunch of cement because it's meant for airplanes, not for concerts. So even though if there was grass, I mean, you still got the heat from everything else and just from all the people. But it was yeah. still, like I said, it was still a blast. It was still a fun. And if I could go back in time and relive that moment, I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. I think the thing I would, yeah, I think the thing I would do is just take more pictures and more film with me and just document it better. Like there's actually a video that somebody on YouTube, they actually had like a handheld camera and took video of corn when they were performing blind, like at the beginning. And when I saw that video, I was like, dude, this is like finding the Holy grail. It's like, I've never seen a personal video outside of what was recorded for like the pay-per-view and MTV of someone's like actual, like home video of this. And I wish they would like uh, post up more if they even do have more of that. See, there's this um, there's this music store, kind of like the one that you say that you go to all the time to buy your CDs or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So there's one that I go to in Folsom that they I just found out last time I went that they carry a bunch of, um, I guess you could say, bootleg DVDs of concerts. Uh-huh. And they're from all over the place, like especially from all over Sacramento area, from the Bay Area, from San Francisco, Oakland, stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. I got to see if they have any for Woodstock, for Woodstock 99. Yeah, I would. I would check into that because, I mean, you, you see a lot of it on eBay, you know, and sometimes it's fairly good price. And then other times it's from overseas. So, like, it's a good price, but then they get you with the shipping. It's like, fuck, I don't been. 20 30 dollars on shipping you yeah know? see i want the bootleg stuff i don't want anything commercialized or distributed by mtv because you already know it's going to be edited there's going to be stuff taken yeah. out it's not going to be right. complete but when you find the bootleg stuff of people that you know it's they compile like videos from like almost every single set every song and stuff like that that's the stuff yeah. i want well like i have i still have some of the files that I had from long ago of Limp Biscuits, where I think it still has like where it's unedited, where like nothing's cut out. Same thing with Rage Against the Machine, uh, with Metallica with their full set. Cause I know after one of the encores, they were doing the 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 OEO, like from Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. They were doing that because on Justice for All. Um, was it like Frayed Ends of Sanity? I think that's the song. They actually do that at the beginning. It has like this march kind of thing, and then they do the oh, we oh, we oh. <laughs> so at the concert, in between, like I said, one of the encores, there's people in the crowd that are actually just doing that. Oh, nice. So if you watch, yeah, so if you watch, like, of course, like the edited version on YouTube, like it cuts all that stuff out, and I just love stuff like that and even like when i told you about the chili peppers with the whole tradition thing it's like yeah when you watch that video did they play that and it's like nope it's like well here's what really happened and even with live lightning crashes how he dedicated that song to john f kennedy it's like dude why can't you keep that shit in there like that hearing that stuff is really cool it's because a lot of people that upload these videos on youtube they just want to put the music that's it like yeah they don't, they don't care about anything else they're all like nah they don't need all that filler stuff they just want the music like no we want well, the filler stuff well what sucks is like i remember 
the videos used to be uncut and I wish at that time I would have been able to download them. And I think at the time when I wanted to and I rewatched it, it was all edited. I was like, oh, fuck. It's like they uh... took out all the good shit, you know, like some of the some of them, they still have where it's uncut, but just certain other ones. It's, nah, that their set list was a lot longer than what's shown right here. Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's the stuff that I'm like, fuck, man. It's like, now you're making me feel like I don't remember this show very well. It's like, wait, <laughs> yeah, did exactly. this happen? You know, uh. <laughs> you know, there was sometimes that I, that, that happened with me for uh, some ICP shows where I had to, um, there's like one specific show that I remember going to that almost every single artist that was on psychopathic records at the time was on this show uh, and they were touring. Like they had ICP twisted blaze, uh, anybody killer dark Lotus and psychopathic riders all on the same bill, same show, same night. And I used to think because I couldn't find any history on that tour. I was like, did that really happen? It's like, did it, did it happen? Like, I don't know yeah, if it right. did. And then I finally found out that it did. You know, and I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. It did happen. <laughs> you know, I remember going to that tour and it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, definitely nothing, nothing as cool as, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't go to Woodstock. The only, the closest thing that I went to was Warp Tour. And, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, that was cool. I, I enjoyed the shit out of that. <laughs> and that was over at the uh, Shoreline Amphitheater. So it was kind of, kind of, not really by great America, but in that area. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I think that was the first time I ever went there too, to the shoreline amphitheater and me and it was Ray and I, that we both went for warp tour and what's it called? They had a, uh, we saw Blackville brides, you know, it's one of her favorite bands and they performed there that mm-hmm. they motionless and white performed. I saw twisted twisted was there. <laughs> uh, What's it called? Uh, 303. You remember 303? I've heard of their name. I think I might have seen them recently, too, to be honest. Yeah, they were there. We saw them. Uh, There was just a whole bunch of different bands, man. And, like, every single band that we saw was just so sick. It was so cool. And, you know, like, the experience of going to a freaking music festival is unlike anything else. It's not like a concert. You know, like it is a concert, but it's just, it's different. Yeah. You know, and I miss that, you know, I'm glad that they're, they're finally bringing them back. I don't know for how long we'll see with everything that's going on nowadays, but (laughs) you know, like I just miss that, that feeling of going to somewhere where it's like, okay, well I'm at this set, I'm at this stage, but I want to go see something else that's going on. I'm going to go to this stage. Or I'm going to go to this stage and watch these people that are trying to make it. You know, like these yeah. are brand well, new that's bands. Why I, that's why I like going to concerts early in general because you really don't know who you're going to see that's up and coming. Because mm-hmm. you could be seeing somebody and the next time you see them be like, oh shit, like I remember seeing you guys when you opened up for so-and-so or when you were just a small group. Like like at, um, what was it, OzFest 2002 that was like the next big concert I went to after Woodstock and on the side stage, one of the bands was Chevelle. And oh, then when dang. I went to, 
Yeah, so when I went to OzFest 2003, they ended up being on the main stage. So I thought that was cool how they went from side stage to main stage, like within a year. And of course, they blew up, you know, after what was that album with the red and send the pain below and everything. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, dude, that's what uh, I think that's, that's the same thing that happened with uh, Motionless and White is that they they said that the first warp tour they performed at was like at 2009 or 2010 mm-hmm. and they were at they were in the uh, Ernie Ball, you know, emerging artist stage or people yeah. that were just starting off and then, you know, when we saw them in in when was it 2016, they were performing on one of the main stages. That's cool. You know, yeah, and it's like god damn, you know, like I, I love seeing that happen to bands. You know, they just get bigger and bigger and it's, you know, it's just, it's awesome. It's fucking, it's music, man. Yeah. It's music. Well, like even, even when you get there early, even if that band doesn't evolve like that, it's still cool to see a a band that might be up and coming and then just becoming their fan. Cause that happened to me when I got to see Kitty in 2009, like finally I loved Kitty and, um, one of the opening bands was this band called Straight Line Stitch. Of course, they're a metal band, and their lead singer is a black female. And she could fucking sing and roar like crazy. Like, her hair was literally, like, down to her knees, all braided. So when I got to the show, I was the third person in line. And so when I was up at the stage, and she was doing, like, the whirlwind with her hair, dude, you could feel like the air just like blowing at you like it was a big industrial fan nice but like their first two albums were just like amazing and then after that they kind of just like dismembered and i think the lead singer and the bass player they're actually a couple and the bass player was fucking amazing this dude was playing the bass like i hadn't seen since like les claypool with primus and like flea with the chili peppers oh dang and the whole the whole time I'm just like staring at him watching his bass and he ended up giving me his guitar pick in the middle of a song going all out. So I got to keep his pick and it has like a squid billy on there. And then the other side, it says like straight line stitch, oh, nice. but like they're one of the, yeah, but they're like, they're one of those bands where I'm glad I got to see, I'm glad I got to become a fan of them, but it just sucks. Cause they never got bigger than what they probably should have, you know? or something but it's just like man i'm still glad i got to see you guys because you guys had some really awesome music yeah yeah no i know what you mean with that dude like it sucks because you know like there's those bands that you see like especially the openers that they sound so cool and you're like Mm -hmm. damn these people are dope but then like you just never hear from them again and it's like yeah it's like it's like what the fuck happened (laughs) it's like i thought y'all had like all this potential and stuff and you're you know you just sounded fucking great and then you just fizzled yeah, it's like I don't get what happens. It's like, all right. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's the music industry, my friend. Sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't. Oh, I, yeah, for sure. I guess it just depends on how much passion you have for it and just. Well, that, and it could know. also be the. Um, how much you want to bend over. The companies, too. Yeah, for, for <laughs> real. Well, because there was, there was this one band, they're called the Browning, and they're like an electronic metal group. And it was at that time when they were doing electronic metal and I saw them open for like Fear Factor or or no, Fear Factory. There we go. And 
I remember hearing the music at first. I was like, dude, what the fuck is this? Like, this is weird. But then, like, at the end of the show of their set, I was like, dude, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I never, never heard music like that. But they were signed to this record label, and out of the blue, they ended up stopped selling their merchandise, and, like, they blocked the band from, like, everything from like getting in touch with them and i heard that they did that to other bands so like that band really can't sue them because that record company owns that music oh so shit. they can't yeah so it's just like i'm pretty sure they could still perform those songs but i don't know if they could like re-release that album or re-record it because those songs or something are owned by that record but, company yeah. so it's like dude man so like i had to pay like 30 to 50 bucks just to get the first two cds <laughs> off of ebay just to get those because like that was some really good shit yeah especially that first album you know i'll have to make you a copy and send it to you because it was really good stuff oh yeah i'm always down to hear stuff man always down to hear anything yeah it's different but it's to me. I was just like, okay, I like these bass drops that they have, and <laughs> here are the electronic shit going on with electric guitars and all that. You ever listen to Motionless and White? Any of their music? I've heard of the name, but I don't think I've heard anything. It's though. pretty much what it is. It's like uh, like goth metal and stuff like that, but they use a lot of uh, a lot of electric instruments oh, okay. and stuff like that they use a lot of 808 bass they use their huh. you know sub bassy uh bass guitars which those yeah. are my, those are my favorite bass guitars by the way if it sounds subby i want it <laughs> <laughs> so, so like like corn then right yep. with phil d oh yeah with how he is okay. especially when he has those drops where it's just like doom you know like uh yeah like death star like the death star laser Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've always loved that sound effect. <laughs> so if you could do that on a bass guitar, I fucking love that shit. Yeah, it's great. So we finally, uh, we did it. We talked about Woodstock. You got your story out. Yeah. And I'm even more jealous than I was before. <laughs> well, dude, and you also got to look at 99 was a pretty badass year in 99 you, you know what i did in 99 i went to el salvador in march oh did you that was it yeah nothing, but nothing exciting after, after that. that summer though i mean you started your sophomore year for me i started my freshman year of high school yeah we kind of we also we had a uh, star wars episode one came out remember yep. that and then the thing with pepsi if you found the gold yoda pepsi can you got like a million dollars which I don't even know if anybody did. Holy shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, because wow. I remember Lucy and Yeah, I remember Lucy and them were buying Yeah, that's all the I think she's like a Pepsi person, so they would always drink Pepsi and the cans, yeah, or like the different Star Wars characters and yeah, if you found like the gold Yoda one, you won like a million bucks or something like that. So everybody was on the urge of buying Pepsi cans. Holy crap. Here you go. So it says there was a total of six different gold Yoda cans. The gold Yoda oh, okay. cans was a special contest where if you found a gold Yoda can in a 12 or 24 pack, you had to send the can <laughs> into Pepsi where they would send you a $20 plus 
where they would send you $20 plus a special replacement can. What? That was it? Really? Yeah. I could have swore it was like a million bucks or something. Well, a million dollars sounded a lot better than $20 in a replacement can. Yep, that's what it says. Let's see if it says anything else. Uh, oh, wow. This has like all of the uh, cans for Phantom Menace. If you ever wanted to collect all the cans, I could tell you exactly what brands and who they are related to. Like if you wanted Darth Maul, you get that Mountain Dew, son. <laughs> oh, so oh, okay. So it was on different Pepsi products, not just yeah, Pepsi can. They did Pepsi, oh, okay. Mountain Dew, Diet Pepsi, and Pepsi One. You didn't want to get the Pepsi ones though, because they did C3PO, Newt Gunray, and Boss Nass. Yeah. <laughs> so which one had Watto? Because I remember seeing Watto a lot. Watto, Watto, Watto was Pepsi. Okay, yeah. So I remember seeing him a lot. It's like, ah, oh, damn it, I got Watto again. Yeah, Watto. <laughs> let's see. For Pepsi, it was Anakin, Sebulba, Qui Gon, or sorry, Qui Gon. <laughs> Watto, Quigon, <laughs> who the fuck is Quigon? Quigon, Oh, you mean Queen Amidala? No, Quigon. <laughs> yeah, whatever. ESL man, <laughs> Java the Senator Palpatine, and R two D two, and Darth Sidious. Dang, Those that was were, a lot for Pepsi. Yeah, that was all Pepsi. Mountain Dew had the cool guys though. They had Darth Maul, Jar Jar, Mace Windu. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Captain Panaka, Rune Hako. I don't know who the fuck that is. Who is that? Yeah, I'm trying to think who that is. What is it? Rick Oli. And a destroyer droid. See, I want the destroyer. Destroyers! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Roger, Roger. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Diet Pepsi had Queen Amidala, Padme, Shmi, the battle droid, and Chancellor Valdrum. Oh, yeah, that's the right. That was room. the battle droid. Was the uh, Roger Roger. Roger Roger. Destroyers were those uh, the ones that had the weird names. Like, the Jedi called them destroyers, but then somebody else called it something else. Like, Droidicus or something. Were they the ones that rolled? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they had, like, that shield generator around them or whatever. Yeah. Or that shield force. Ugh, excuse yeah. me. What else was cool? Uh, the Mummy came out in '99, and I love The Mummy. My whole my whole family loves that the one. Mummy's a good movie. I've I've never watched the third one though. The third one was all right. I mean, it was a lot different. Meaning them doing the was it the Tomb of the Emperor or whatever. I think it was just different because they went out of the Egypt element and was going into like the Asia element with stuff. Yeah, because with the with the the other one, Scorpion King, I, I pretty much call that like negative, the mummy negative one or something like that. You talk about the one, like the feature film with the rock or the mummy Yeah, two? no, the one with the rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one, yeah, the that mummy one two takes place that before. Bad. Mummy 2 was, it was yeah. okay, except for the CGI yeah. that they used for the rock other oh, than that. Jesus. Know. Yeah, we don't talk about <laughs> that. God, that one was terrible. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay, you know, because then they but, gave us the Scorpion King. Yeah, that one was okay. Hey, but if it wasn't for Scorpion King, we wouldn't have, um, what is it, I Stand Alone by Godsmack? That's true. Dude, that song is fucking killer. Like, I think they end their sets with that song now. Fucking love that song. 
There's that song, and then uh, the other one that gets me is a uh, hero. What, is it hero from Spider Man? Oh, by Nickelback. Is no, it was like right. what? It was uh, Nickelback, and then another guy, wasn't it? Like the guy from Seven Dust. I think it's just Nickelback. No, man. It was it was Chad Maybe. Kroger and somebody else. Yeah, if it's from Seven Dust, it's probably yeah that main guy then. Uh, the 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 lead singer of um, Seven Dust. He's a black dude. That's all I can remember. And he has dreads, or at least he used to. Let's see. Josie Scott. Uh, maybe. Oh, he was <laughs> no, he was from Saliva. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. I don't think Seven Dust would have joined. Nickelback. <laughs> freaking, Nickelback, yeah. I don't know, man. Nickelback is hard. We could save that for another podcast, but I'll tell you, Nickelback is pretty <laughs> dope in concert. I've seen them in concert. I have seen them in concert back in like 2002, 2003. Yeah. My uncle and I, we went to a uh, the Shiner Bach Festival here in San Antonio, and they were the headlining group. And I can't remember how much tickets were. All you had to do was bring like a lawn chair and we just sat there and we saw all these other musicians and Nickelback was the main performer. And honestly, they actually did a good job performing. Yeah. And they performed at Woodstock over Creed. I probably would have enjoyed that a lot better. <laughs> They're, what I noticed about Nickelback sets is intensity. They got a lot of intensity. And they, they do. Just, they get honestly. really into it. <laughs> they just have that. Just that rep of just because it's Nickelback. Yep, exactly. Exactly, man. But, you know, they're, I don't know. It was something else. When I saw them live, it was, it was weird. And, and, and then Papa Roach got on stage with them and they sang Highway to Hell. Oh, wow. You know, that was, that was different. But, hey, that's why I love music, man. And when you have all these different yeah, right. bands that tour together and then they get on stage together, it's like, oh, you're about to be in for a good time. Yeah. Especially when they do like collaborations like that at the end. I think Hell that's yeah. Neat. I love that shit. All right. Well, we got all the Woodstock and some. Right. How do you feel? You feel you feel cool letting uh letting your story out? Everybody knows how it was. <laughs> I always do. How it just, really like was. <laughs> yeah. Well, from what I saw from my eyes, you know, because, yeah, there was a lot of topless women around. I I didn't witness any of the rape stuff that they said. Like, they were saying how, like, some chick was crowd surfing and then got, like, gang banged or something in a mosh pit. It's like, dude, that would have been impossible to do. Yeah. that Especially from how many people there were. Especially if people are backing up for you to find your glasses. Yeah, I don't think they'd yeah. let somebody just get fucking gangbanged in front yeah, of everybody. Yeah, especially during Rage Against the Machine, like one of the most heaviest bands that played that night. Yeah, no, nah, that didn't up. happen. Here, find your glasses, you know. <laughs> but me, I'm saying it didn't happen. I'm sure it did elsewhere. Yeah. But, like, I know, um, yeah, like, even Flea made a remark, like, hey, kind of like with um the dude from offspring just like just because a girl wants to show her tits out doesn't mean you need to be all grabby you know like they're her tits you know respect it mm -hmm. i think that's what flea flea said something like that you know like yeah they don't belong to just, you they belong to her yeah 
Yeah, and like even Anthony Kiedis is like, yeah, if y'all weren't so grabby, maybe they'd all let their tits out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, you know, it's just women just being free like that. And then I guess it didn't help having the body painting tent either. But like I said, it was a hot weekend. Just I know I know it was up in the hundreds and even more just because of the body temps of everybody and then the cement because of that uh the airway, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> well, I got you. I got you. Yeah, well, the only thing that I'm glad is I didn't have to experience all that heat and all that suffering and oh, yeah. the fact that I would <laughs> have to, to uh go I don't know. It it just would have been something else for me. Like I would have been there for the music and the experience and stuff, but I would have been screwed over for everything else, like when it comes to the heat, porta potties, mud everywhere, um just fires. But that's all fun. Yeah, like that was part <laughs> the experience. Yeah, because like I said, when I was there, I I didn't use the bathroom, so I guess I really do excuse me have a strong bladder because like even during this we've been doing this for four hours now i've been having to pee for the longest time <laughs> but like so like i just have a super strong bladder so the yeah. fact that i don't know maybe because it was at woodstock what i didn't drink that much water or anything in general so that's why i didn't have to pee i mean if i did have to pee i would have gone right there on the wall yeah like how everybody else was like Dude, even women were going over there just popping a squat and peeing because they just did not want to go in those porta potties. I can only imagine what they looked like. Dude, it was it was bad. Even when my dad was like, that was gross. (laughs) He's like, I ain't going in there, so I'm just gonna hold it. And then he saw people going on the wall. He was like, Yeah, I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Make it easy. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you uh, taking the time, all these hours, to tell me about your experience, man. You know, like I said, I'm jealous. I wish I would have done it. But, you know, if there's another one that comes along down the line, we'll definitely have to go. Oh, yeah. We may be old geezers by then, but who cares? Yeah, we'll be those boomers that are in the back (laughs) (laughs) just enjoying it all. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. Sing that old song for us, Fred. Right. Dude, I would definitely go there. Hey, I'm down, man. If they ever do another one, I'm down. Because like I said, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience that you can probably do twice. Oh, for sure. You like, I've, I've already got that experience from 99. I'll, I'll be ready for <laughs> whatever next big mu- music fest like that would be. Hell yeah, man. And whenever it comes, we'll definitely go. Because, I mean, our next big event, or, well... Our first big event, I guess you could say together, is going to be WrestleMania. And then from there, we'll see what happens, you know, with everything opening back up, hopefully. Uh, We may even have some big-ass concerts coming up that we could probably go to. Well, yeah, with WrestleMania in Arlington, but then the year after that, it's supposed to be back in California. They're at the, what's that stadium where the Chargers and... Oh, SoFi. Yeah. So... Maybe we'll be able to do back-to-back WrestleManias or something. Hey, I'm I'm overdue. Since, yeah, right. Since, yeah, same here. <laughs> since 31, and you're since 32, so we're a little overdue. Yep. Yep. So we'll have to do oh, that. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you again for uh, for sharing with me, bro. And uh, we'll definitely have to come up with another topic of another podcast to come up with because 
hey, between you and the other Justin, I got plenty of special editions. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wrestling, movies, music. Like, there's always something. Even with school, we got everything. And, and just like about. with just like with this birthday podcast, trust me, I know with anybody, I could talk for hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look at this. I got it plenty turned, to do. <laughs> yeah, it turned into like almost. I mean, even though it's four hours and seventeen, but we started a little twenty minutes after. So yeah, yeah, it's been about four hours discussing this. Yep, yep, and that's how it is, man. We got to get all the memories out because we can't yeah, right? leave the memories alone. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. I ain't gonna sing the rest of that. But yeah, thank you again. Uh, you know what? Let me uh go ahead and throw a quick shout out real quick to my one and only sponsor which is Big John's Toys and Collectibles eBay store. You can hit us up at ebay.com slash str slash Big John's Toys and Collectibles. Once again, we want to thank you, Justin, for just spending this time with us, you know, and letting us know how it was, how it went, how it went down, you know, and now I have a different perspective than all the stuff that I've seen in the media, a different perspective of all the sets that I saw. And, you know, I just truly appreciate the experience and obviously appreciate you. And thanks for spending this time with me, brother. Oh, yeah, man, I enjoy it. And everyone that is listening, if you ever care to go on Twitch and you ever want to watch my janky ass streams playing Legend of Zelda or Lego games, you can check me out at jbailey2112. You can follow me on Twitter, same name, jbailey2112. I always update it about going on Twitch. Something new, been having fun with it, and I plan on streaming up some video games once the Wi-Fi is more available, once family's not in town. But, yeah, come check me out sometime. Darn that Wi-Fi. Yes, shout out to, to Justin. Check him out. Check out his streams. They're very entertaining. I spend hours oh, yes. at a time <laughs> watching him and just talking to him. You know, because yep. that's that's what we do nowadays. And, and you know, we're embracing the technology. We may be a bunch of old geezers to you guys, but we're cool geezers that know how to do this stuff, all right? We're still around, and you, you're still seeing our content on the internet. So that means we're doing good. Yeah, Puff, Puff Daddy and Mace going to do that. They said 10 years from now, we'll still be on top. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right. And look at that. 20 years later, Diddy's still on top somewhere of somebody <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right man well thank you so much and we'll definitely have to catch you on the next one. Hell yeah my dude all righty and to everyone else thank you for uh checking out my podcast and for listening to us don't forget to subscribe how about this leave a review i haven't said that yet you can leave reviews on the podcast. Let us know how I'm doing. Let us know how we're doing. Maybe I'll send you something special. Maybe a sticker with my face on it. You might enjoy it. You might not. I don't know. I got to send one to Justin. I haven't sent him Hell one yeah. yet. So he'll definitely be getting one in the mail soon. And if anybody wants one, slide into the DMs. Let me know. I'll send one your way. But thank you again, Justin. And uh, yes, sir. yeah, I think that's going to do it for this podcast. So as always, everyone, until the next one. Peace.